Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Welcome. Amazon is endorsing the GOP bill sponsored by South Carolina Representative Mace to legalize marijuana federally. And there's that and a lot more on a whole new episode of... What up, Meggie? Cannabis legalization news going in three years. I can't believe it's been three years since we started this podcast. We were the first, dude. Like it was a Google Hangout. And now, how many other weed podcasts are out there? Literally dozens of weed podcasts on cannabis legalization and especially the news related therein. Uh, we have a pretty good roundup this week. Amazon endorses the GOP bill for federal legalization. New Mexico's recreational marijuana rollout is off to a slightly bumpy start. South Dakota's House of Representatives have voted to ban medical home grows. That's too bad. Hochul, that's uh, governor of New York, uh, his office has pushed for a $75 million sale of pot retailer to help the campaign donor lawsuit. That one needs to be cleaned up. Uh, and number five, Minnesota groups unite to oppose marijuana legalization. That's too bad. Uh, number six, good news out of Illinois. Uh, there has been a bill filed for home grow in Illinois. And uh, number seven, Thailand is giving a green light to growing cannabis at home. You know, not just that, though, but, you know, because this is our three-year mark as far as, like, you know, hanging out and talking about legalization. I uh, pulled up the Wikipedia, and in that three years, there's a lot that happened. I, uh, I just was pulling it out. Uh, New Mexico first decriminalized it in 2019, and then they legalized it two years later, like, it's amazing when people see like, oh, look, there's money and no one dies. Well, not only that, just how quickly it goes. And so like in another three years, we might be like Florida may legalize it this year. Missouri will probably legalize it in November. How many other states may legalize it in November? But in four years, maybe we'll be like, and then Nebraska has legalized it. If you think Nebraska will be the last state, you're wrong. It'll actually be Indiana. I, you know, I, 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 all bets are off. You know, after the unicameral that I saw, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then on Spaceman, Jeff Bezos and Amazon are endorsing the Republican-backed bill in Congress on Tuesday that would legalize marijuana on a federal level, leaving states to decide whether to prohibit it or not. Yeah, we need a bumper about much ado about nothing, because I, I, I just think this is a smokescreen. This is just the Republicans just trying to rebrand themselves, like trying to separate themselves from the crazy that's already going on. Like... I just don't think we're going to see legalization federally until you get rid of the cuckoos. 
<laughs> well, no, cuckoos are the only people that ever really run for government because they're the ones that are not yeah, narcissistic and um, selfish or like self-righteous enough to believe that they, yes, they can make a difference. Uh, and so if you believe in that, don't forget to smash those likes and click subscribe for Cannabis Legalization News, celebrating its third anniversary as a podcast. I can't believe we've come this far. And then they shut us down. They're like, no, no, turn them, turn them down. Well, the next next thing that happens, you know, we go and I, 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 again. I think we people in the know are watching us, right? Like we, we got some sort of influence. I don't know. Uh, we need to have more guests on. But uh, Amazon Public Policy has tweeted, we're pleased to endorse at Rep. Nancy Mace's States Reform Act, like so many in this country. But we believe it's time to reform the nation's cannabis policy. And Amazon is committed to helping lead the effort. And that's great. I mean, they're out of uh, where, where is the Amazon headquarters again, uh, Miggy? It's here in Seattle. It's here it, in it, Seattle. But the thing, you know, again, you know, what's weird about Seattle or Amazon, too, is they employ one out of every three Americans. Like, that's a huge employment. Like, they can't employ I, one out of every three. Something like that, dude. Have you seen the Amazon drivers? Like, have you seen a, a, oh, a trans? 1.3 million Americans. They do have over a million. Uh, if anybody here is watching and is an Amazon employee, leave it in the comments. Why not? I'm just saying know? nationwide with all these fulfillment centers. But the thing is, and, and it's the reason why I say it's, it's as much to do about nothing, because... People, it's a, it's a headline grabber. You know, it's cool. Amazon came out last year and said they're pro legalization, right? So this is not a surprise. But like the Mace bill, whatever this, you know, this thing going through, it still needs to get heard by the House, the Senate, and then go. You know, there's still the whole legislation. Can we worry about the Safe Baking Act, the More Act first? Like, really? <laughs> like, this is just. Well, she says Mace has some comments on this uh, statement from Amazon Public Policy, which they supported the channel. That'd be hilarious if Amazon Public Policy tweeted about us. But anyway, oh uh, Mace said they are looking at it from a worker's perspective and um, workers does not have like an apostrophe there. So I'm assuming that it's like workers, plural. Uh, the prohibitions at the federal level really do affect their workforce. And uh, at least that is the correct usage of effect there. Um, but that's 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 nice. You know, it's their that their goal. What is it? It says that is not their goal, not their intention. So it has nothing to do with marijuana being sold on Amazon.com. That's not how cannabis licenses work. I mean, can you buy beer on Amazon.com? I don't think so. I think you can buy kits, though. I think you can buy homebrew kits. I know well, you, you can buy, buy tobacco kits. Huh? You can buy yeah. home grow kits on Amazon. Or seeds. I mean, that'd be nice to, to have a seed market, but that's probably going to get blocked for a while until it gets cleared out uh, federally. Well, it, the, the, uh, the licenses. And so, like, if you're retailing, like if you're Drizzly, uh, Drizzly isn't the one making the sale. You know, it's that local uh, liquor store in Florida making that sale, you know? Yeah, well, and then, you know, Andy Smith makes a point, you know, they, they stream a lot of weed content in Amazon Prime. There's a lot of uh, cannabis movies, uh, cannabis uh, documentaries and whatnot. But uh, again, this is not a big deal. This is not a hooray, something to get excited about. We all know that 90% of Americans agree that cannabis legalization is uh, a priority. You know, like, uh, I know, did you ever see these uh, Biden memes where like, you know, whenever he gets mad and says, you know, he needs to make his promises right and i i never seen the promises yeah, until everybody says that about any politician right that politicians should keep more of their promises and less interest in themselves you know and then i saw a meme the other day and i was like well let me google this to make sure it's a real tweet because i always try and check everything and, and it was so biden did come on a stance in 2019 in november saying that no one should be in jail for marijuana 
Well, it's about freaking time that he needs to back that yeah. up, right? Like, yeah, seriously, man, why don't you? Uh, but that's just an example of a politician saying anything that's expedient. They're just yeah. going to say something that's going to, does this benefit me right now? Then that's well, what I, I believe. That's the problem with cannabis, though. It's, it, this topic is as much to do where you can make a stance, say a bunch of BS, but no one's really backing it up. Where are the people, you know, besides trying to go through some bullshit audits, right? Like legalization is the one great freaking thing that will unify and and, and give us flying cars, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's uh, it would do a lot of great things, but I mean the carbon production that is gonna go on in the 2030s to make graphene and other 3D printable technologies is gonna be pretty cool. Hopefully a lot of it's coming out of Illinois. We'll see. Uh, you know, Illinois has a wonderful computer science uh, school. And then down the road is a decent agrarian school or agricultural college, ISU and uh, U of I. But uh, I don't know if they're going to be making batteries and 3D printing technology from there and just farming it out of cannabis. I you hope can so. print, you can print 3D hemp. There is 3D hemp products that you can print and you can you can make uh, graphene batteries out of hemp as well and so yeah. that all those carbon nanotubes that i can make out of but it's it's a wonderful um uh, carbon source anyway uh, it's not all good stuff that's coming out of amazon and cancel legalization news it's also new mexico new mexico evidently is off to a slightly bumpy start just about two months out from retailers being able to sell recreational marijuana on april 1st retailers can start selling recreational cannabis, but applicants like Richard Jones don't know if they'll be able to sell by then. This is being reported out of the KRQE in Albuquerque, KRQE. Everything is up in the air because we don't know where we're sitting right now, says Richard Jones, owner of One Stop Smoke Shop Vapor and Accessories off San Pedro. Now, that's that's fantastic. I get so many um, calls over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. It was Approximately 400 uh, contacted uh, last month, uh, most of which are on CannabisIndustryLawyer.com's uh, form that you could fill out for your team. Lots are lots of interest in New Mexico right now. It is a check-the-box state. It is open for business in New Mexico, but it's so open for business they aren't. They're still making it up as they're going along, and they're doing their yeah. best. I wouldn't say that that's a bumpy start. I would say, you know, it's quick as opposed to what they're doing in other states where they have some program and then you wait and then eventually some people win and then there's a large lawsuit um, and there's just not a lot enough licenses. You know, like Oklahoma, that was just the year before we started the show in 2018. And they have like six, eight, nine thousand license holders by now. There might be thousands of license holders in uh, New Mexico with its population of, I believe, of two million. What is the bump? So like for, for New Mexico, it's just mostly the infrastructure, right? This is what we're looking at. There's licensees that have been approved. Uh, people have their gardens, but like it's about the storefront, right? Is that what's going on? Oh, uh, I just think that they don't have a lot of the regulatory and licensing aspects even worked out. Like these are the first applications they, they've ever processed. And so they have limited resources in those particular departments and they're doing what the, they can. You have to real, realize that regulators are government employees. They have good jobs with good health care and time off. It's nice. So they will get to you when they get to you. Yeah, well, and in the article is quoted, the customer base is out there ready to buy. Because my customer base comes in all the time uh, asking, are you going to be selling? And if I say, and I say, if I get a license, said Jones, they're ready. Uh, you have the customers already here, but are you going to have the product? So, 
they yeah they need to start issuing out these licenses so people can it's a it's an agricultural product it's not like they're making they widgets make, even when the licenses are as straightforward as those in new mexico and it really is a very straightforward license so straightforward that like i don't even have a package for it it's just hourly work and I, i'll help you with anything that you need and a lot of it's more corporate structuring and stuff like that but they have been 360 applications for cannabis licenses. That's not that many. Again, like there's 2 million people that live in New Mexico. Uh, how many people live in Oklahoma? I don't know. It, well, and it, but New Mexico is also unique because we talked about the water right situation, right? So it's not like every one of these guys is able to have a garden tomorrow. But it's, it's just definitely, it's, it's basically double. And so like it's half the population as Oklahoma. So there could be like three to 4,000 cannabis licenses in New Mexico in in three years because like that's where as well it's four years now but not really because if oklahoma legalized it in 2018 with a fairly similar like very open uh structure yes there are rules yes you are supposed to follow them and said you would but um they're issuing licenses and then if something goes wrong you fail a test they may issue a recall but if you don't you know the regulator's kind of more out of the way oh um, well, yeah the, the, the regulation in Oklahoma is very vague as far as the lab structure goes. I mean, it's all ground up and people in the actual industry stepping up and creating the, what would you call the associations and the, and the, and the you know, the, uh, the agreed way to do business. Mm-hmm. 2.7, 2 million. That's not too bad. Yeah, this is, uh, but then again, let's relative to Oklahoma, you know, smash those likes, click subscribe if you're from Oklahoma and you can tell us in the comments about how awesome the cannabis industry is there. How many license holders? I mean, so you're talking about essentially twice the population. And so in four years, it's con- entirely conceivable that there would be two, three, maybe even 4,000 cannabis license holders in the state of New Mexico. I, I think Oklahoma's going to be the great holdout, though, man. And they have a good thing going. Um, they did it the right in the beginning as far as, like, they created an infrastructure of tax. They're getting revenue from the plant uh, from for, for the state, you know, and that's the one thing in Washington we didn't do. When we had medical, it was a free market. It was, uh, okay, I, th- I have a sign-up. I'm now a weed store. Do you pay taxes? Well, you know, depends on where you're, you know, what city you're in. Uh, if you want. It was very up in the air, you know. Yeah. And Oklahoma said this is how it's going to be at least for medical, you know, and I really hope you guys keep that medical. Well, you know, I just think that the, the New Mexico story is just in its, in its dawn. And it's actually a really bright one because of how open they've made it. Uh, The entrepreneurs out of all those 2 million people, how many people have actually applied? It's really not that many, just 360. There's only really 360 current entrepreneurs that want to get into uh, to do New Mexico right now, or at least those are the ones that have applied. Maybe there's a thousand that are interested. But that's not that many. That's like, you know, blue skies. I mean, sure, it's going to get flooded eventually, but that may take three, four years before it turns into Oklahoma or like a Michigan. And by then you may already be established. You don't want to be a startup in four years. You want to be a startup now, you know. And so they say that that breaks down. uh, There's been as of Monday, that was uh, January 24th, 360 applications so far have been received. 53 have been approved, so they are processing them. Uh, 19 producer license, 19 micro producer, three manufacturers, 12 retailers. And so they're getting out there. It's just that it takes time. And then, you know, the the capital needs are still the capital needs. So you have to put together the right real estate deal and you have to make sure that you have enough assets to, to fund uh, your, your, your costs of construction and build out so you can get open, you know? 
Well, and, and then again, New Mexico is going to be unique because it, it is going to cap out just organically because there's only so many water rights. There's only so much land. Right. You know? There's only so much population. And then not only that, there's only so many, um, uh, you know, if it's set by the municipality, the municipality might be like, we don't like the zoning ordinance just calls for this many. You, We don't have any others. You'd have to have us change the zoning ordinance to allow another one. And then they might have a population quota uh, inflator. So like they kind of have one of those with uh, marijuana MMTCs, they call them in Florida, medical marijuana treatment centers. So for every more uh, patients, then another license becomes eligible. That's why there's going to be a Florida around this year of 19 super licenses. So if you're in Florida, head on down to here. (laughs) But each state does it different. This is why you got to address someone like you if you're going to do business in a state. Like if you're a big, creepy, deep pocket person, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you just can't walk in these places and be like, all right, I'm going to open a shop and call it good. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I really like how New Mexico is doing, but like New Mexico has no social equity. However, everybody in, who's applying in New Mexico needs a social equity and uh, community engagement plan. But well, you're talking about no way to do that wrong. Right. I mean, you're talking about like an overall, like a good business practice, best practice uh, regulated industry. Whereas in Oklahoma, with the minimal regulation, when it comes to like, just like requirement of a license, uh, the residency, that's all you need. You need residency, you need a license. I mean, and it's not that hard to get the license because it's just a business license. It's not a actual cannabis license. You know, that's that's the one amazing thing out there. Oh, this was nice. Uh, one of the uh, viewers uh, said he, he watches the show even if he can't afford a startup because we're so cool. It's uh, because Miggy and I have been talking shit about uh, cannabis news, you know, every week for about three years now. I think prohibition is the one thing that will help everybody universally. Whatever, yeah, it is. You have. I I can't. There's no conceivable negative. I mean, there's no downside of legalizing it. That's the thing. And then then people still don't want to do it. I'm like, but there's no risk. I don't know. Well, everybody will make money and be happier. Speaking of of that risk, we got Minnesota. Oh, my gosh. What a time to turn to uh, less happy news. And, and I don't even know if we should get to it before we try to break for the 420 somewhere. A little um, zen moment. A little, a little, little peace. A little zen moment. I mean, otherwise, we're going to have to. Well, this one's not that hard, though. I mean, like, that's not the one that I have next. The one that I have next is South Dakota. Which one do you have next? Oh, I was just kind of do a transition to the words that we're speaking <laughs> South Dakota. Oh, you're playing jazz on the old words that we're speaking. I was going South, to South Dakota after that. Pretty bad too. That's a pretty prohibitionist BS situation going on as well. So yeah, there's a lot of those. But then there's some good international news later, and some Illinois news. It's not so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a constant battle. But uh, uh, I just it's so frustrating, man. Uh, you know, this is such a hard topic, you know, because people are, are going on vacations and doing things for the money they've earned from this. At the same time, you have Luke Scarmazzo and Lance Glore and so then, many others locked up. Uh, and what I don't like is like how Illinois has gotten it so backwards in the sense that there are just obvious and notorious, flagrant violations of the law, just straight up dealing or like the straight up dealing that goes on in New York City now where they've left a vacuum of the licenses. And so that illicit market just isn't being enforced. And they're moving boatloads of cash. And people will call me and they're like, but what do you mean I can't do ice cream as edibles? This guy's doing it and selling it. And I'm like, 
yeah, I know they're doing it and selling it. They just aren't arresting them. And then, so the guy who's running against uh, JV Pritzker in Illinois is already like law and order. And so he's like, I'm going to fund them police and we're going to make Chicago safe again. Uh, and so I'm like, Oh, story writes itself. Tell you, you don't, you don't, uh, why did you make those people go through all that shit to get that cannabis license? If you just didn't need it and you just could have like, it just made the legacy market get lit, you know? Well, and in New York, like you said, it's a fine example because right now those guys are racking in tax free. The, the biggest thing they have right now is just balls. The balls that have a truck to go out with a big weed side on and say, come here. And then big they go on it. Yep. to the cops. These are not the drugs you're looking for. I mean, or like there's just a policy. The policy is they aren't going to arrest you. And uh, you know what that means? It means that uh, in New York City in an hour, it's going to be 420 somewhere. So head on over to Uncle Bud's, pick you up some buds. Collateral Base has a new offering, uh, and it's our cannabis business mastermind over at uh, this this new thing called UpCoach. And so we've built our cannabis business mastermind into UpCoach, and we've just launched that. It takes the course that we've already sold with the various pieces of uh, documentation deliverables for your business plan and blends it with a forum and then also a to-do list, uh, a repository for all of the documents that you need. Here's our workshops. These are our other worksheets. And then you can book time with me here. Uh, and then there's also some information on your CRM. So we've launched our Cannabis Business Mastermind over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And uh, really, you know, I found out about this software just last month and I upgraded the whole system. And so this, this thing called UpCoach is actually really, really cool. And I'm looking forward to working with people on their applications, including some in um, New Mexico and then in New Jersey. And then, of course, that 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 takes care of the new news. Then we get into Connecticut's. And then after Connecticut's, uh, I don't know what's next. Maybe Florida. Is there an Uncle Bud's? <laughs> There's an Uncle Bud's in New York. That was one of the that was name of one of their um, uh, trucks. Running oh, okay. truck was called like Uncle Bud's. And like they're just they have it's like a food truck. So like, you know, you, you make sure that it's not really even on its wheels anymore. Yeah. And they're just selling weed. Tax oh, no, I was just curious how generic names you can make. Like, you know, we have a um, buddies here, you know, like just these off sometimes cringeworthy names that you're just like. I get it, man. It's like the green crosses that used to be in front of uh, the medical shops. Yep. You know, you got to let people know your weed somehow. That's it. Maggie, why don't you give them the lowdown real quick on what you saw come across the board on Wisconsin, bringing Wisconsin up to speed. Oh, Wisconsin. So they unfortunately recently had a vote. Let me pull that one up. Did I send oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I can download it and create an overlay. But yeah, they did recently have a vote. And uh, it was a vote that. Uh, may have not been one of those ones that make any sense. Like it was one of those partisan votes that you kind of you see from time to time, uh, especially in this industry. Well, you know, and then the reason why people get mad when I start getting all political about things is because like you don't get mad at fire for burning you. Right. Like fire does what fire does. Yeah. And, and, and the Republicans and again with the, the Amazon stuff, and, and, you know, it's just all smokescreen BS like. Every single Republican in Wisconsin voted against even hearing it. This is the parliamentary process. If, if and then the at, that's at Senator 
Agard, that's Senator Melissa Agard. For those of you who have downloaded our podcast on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to mark us five stars and then roast us mercilessly in the reviews. But yeah, it's every single Republican voted against taking up my amendment to fully legalize cannabis for responsible adult usage. You know, that didn't just happen. I mean, it's just the same thing is happening in South Dakota, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing's happening in South Dakota. But uh, that's one of the deals where I'll have calls about, you know, Mississippi's one of them. And now Virginia might be another one where you have an administrative change and you're like, well, I don't know how this is going to play out. You know, how long? The news out of South Dakota, the House has moved to ban homegrown medical marijuana. This is a sad one. Uh, the House voted 41 to 29 uh, to ban homegrown marijuana in South Dakota. HB 1004 goes to Senate, where the bill was delayed Monday to cap homegrown at three plants per medical card holder. Voters of Cade, I am 26, with a minimum of three homegrown plants back in what, 2020? Yes. And back in 2020, that's what they passed. But now the legislature is reining in medical cannabis in south dakota if it's passed the house it'll probably pass the senate and then it'll probably also be signed by the governor who clearly doesn't like weed at all same governor that sues the uh activists for bringing it up well she sued the uh she sued the state for enforcing the law and then she won and then she said and now the activist should have to pay the state's legal bills because she charged the state like one hundred fifty thousand dollars to get the law that the people voted for overturned legal medical and recreational yeah yeah it's it's pretty bad medical and recreational and then now they're putting medical back into like a box which i don't really enjoy but this is when the administration is the most important so when you have a state and they've legalized it because all states that try to legalize it do because it's a nonpartisan issue it's just good it's just gonna be good Uh, and so then uh what happens is it becomes political because some parties like oh no 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 and it's usually the republicans to be honest it it is and so like glenn youngkin in in virginia uh, um governor tate reeves in uh, mississippi and then uh governor gnome in south dakota i mean like youngkin hasn't he just got sworn in we'll see how that plays out but the other two governors have really derailed uh, cannabis legalization for the medical and also the adult use in South Dakota's case. Well, it's only a matter of time, dude. Like Yunkin the other day put out a whole like hotline for to call up against teachers that were teaching like ooh subdiversion, right? The, the, the you got main people in the Republican Party talking about we should teach about Nazism easier. We should be. Kind well, of both views. That's, that's the thing. And so, but it, there is no such thing as critical race theory taught in Virginia. Uh, and as a result of that, you know, just having that type of policy be what he has an executive order first to do, that's just, you know, red meat to his base. Yeah. Uh, is that also going to include uh, prohibitionist cannabis policies or, you know, do they still consider us hippies? Look, these people are getting upset about goddamn M&M's changing their fucking yeah that's right they got upset that the green m&m wasn't hot anymore oh no oh gosh no and like everybody was making fun of tucker carlson about the green m&m shit but i think that's the whole party though man stop wanting to fuck cartoons like this is just 
Yeah, okay. Tell that to all the animes and the cosplay freaks. Come on. Hey, cosplay freaks. Yeah, that's your story. Roast I get me you. in the comments. It's okay. <laughs> My bad. I take that back, Alfred. You're good. Oh, yeah. Right. I remember when I went to Seattle most recently, and that's when you said, hey, that guy's got a little puppy play. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I'm from the Midwest. And, and <laughs> this guy, I thought he was a... I thought he had mental problems. Was dressed up like Batman, to be honest. But turns out, no, he's just freaky. Look, personally, I don't like to kink shame anybody. But the thing is, when you have a whole party that like does it in the closet and then makes rules against it, you're like, come on, man. Oh, that's that is that's hypocrisy. Like mine, at least, is just complete um, naivety. So it's like, what the heck is that? You know, like I have no clue what I'm looking at. His was, oh, I hate this because I secretly really like it and I don't want anyone finding out. You know, that's that's weird, you know? <laughs> right? Just lean into it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, else yeah. But then, like, you know, South Dakota was bad on that aspect. Moving on from South Dakota, we also have some, some kind of bad news out of... Uh... Nope. Nope, we've done that one. Where's the next one? Governor Holchel or Minnesota. Uh, yeah, Governor Holchow, uh office Governor Or is that, yeah, for New York. Oh, uh, that one hasn't actually turned on to a, now, now it's a, a link. And, oh, and I copied it and pasted it again. That was terrible. Undo that. Go to it. Okay, good. Um, the AP is reporting this one. Right on. Yep, right on, AP. Stands for Associated <laughs> Press. Please don't be litigious. Uh, and so, you know, if we do get a copyright strike, we'll know who did it. Well, no, it was you, Associated Press. The Minnesota groups have united to oppose marijuana legalization. Let's see who these groups are. Big uh, shockers. Yeah. Well, do we need to, do we need to like start guessing before we even read it? And get your guesses in. Yes. I'm assume uh, it's it's various groups that are going to oppose this. Yeah, you're not shocked by any of these people that are against it. And the the problem is though, how many of these groups are actually just being funneled by bigger, creepier, you know? Uh, conservative types, you know, like well, it depends. You know, most people type? aren't a billionaire, and so you know, one billionaire's probably got at least half a dozen millionaires at their beck and call, all designed to make it easier for them to stay wealthy. Yeah, well, you know, there's a uh, you know with with the uh, vaccine. There's an article I think in Bloomberg that said like most of the misinformation comes from like twelve influencers. So I think I, the same. Go ahead. Well, I just think that that's great. We just have to silence twelve people. Yeah, I wish. All right. Well. But they do say several businesses, trade groups, and social organizations, a.k.a. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly who they're talking about. No, it gets into it. Yeah, the proposal passed the Democratic-controlled House last session, so the Democrats are involved as well. We're not just picking on the Republicans. With several Republican votes after picking up support from GOP lawmakers doing its trek through a few dozen committees, the bill would legalize adult-use marijuana and expunge minor, minor cannabis criminal offenses, to remedy inequities in marijuana offense and conviction rates. The coalition is called the Minnesotans Against Marijuana Legalization, and it consists of, here they are, the Minnesota Trucking Association, the state's Police and Peace Officer Association, the Minnesota Catholic Conference, a policy arm of the Catholic Church of Minnesota, amongst others. <clears throat> and I don't think the see this is why I bring up the big money because I don't think the trucker association is really against it, right? How many people do we have on here that always tell us that they're truckers and wish they could smoke because it's goddamn federal rule? Well, I think that's it. I think they might be against it because it is federally illegal, and it would just make it more difficult for those truckers to 
stay compliant in their jobs where they have to go by by federal regulations. And again, personal accountability should be one. And two, change the rules so the trucker can smoke. Like, let, I'm not fearing my surgeon having a great weekend, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'd rather he come on, on a weed hangover than a freaking drinking bender. Right. Or whatever. Well, it doesn't appear that Minnesota is going to be legalizing marijuana in 2022. The marijuana bill did pass the marijuana in Minnesota House last session. But it wasn't a justice bill. It was a marijuana commercialization bill. And as we've seen from other states, they've opened the door for the marijuana industry for the promises to justify marijuana legalization, particularly for this rarely comes true, particularly for people of color, says uh, the person from the Catholic conference. And this bill, I guess, is still alive. But then they say uh, this campaign manager at Minnesotans for Responsible Marijuana Regulation says she believes that there's almost a near next to zero chance that this bill is going to be on the floor or get a hearing of the GOP-controlled Senate. So the fact it got out of uh, the House doesn't really matter. It's almost like when they passed the Moore Act in the House. Remember when they passed the Moore yeah. Act? It was like Tuesday. They passed it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it passed. We're so and excited. Then and then they're like, well, let's pass it again. And so they passed it again. Oh! And then they, uh, they just do nothing in the Senate. And the Senate just kind of takes a nap. And then they say, oh, I object. And then they all have to go home. Well, go back to that that, that article because that that statement that that person brought up is the like it's the number one like Sam fearmongering. Uh, scroll up to where he talks about it's not a justice bill right there. The marijuana bill that passed the Minnesota House last year wasn't a justice. You know what? Any bill that passes is a justice bill because any bill that lets someone not go to jail is fair and free, man. Like that's just double talk right there. That that oh, yeah. whole this is not justice. Yeah, this is about that's double talk. That's a double talk. Yeah. I just hate that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, um, again, what does the Catholic Church know about anything? Well, <laughs> so many bad jokes right now, but I won't say. Oh, tons. But, you know, there's no children present, and those are funnier when the victims are here. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I snuck one in there. Okay. Now, uh, here is some good news. Let's let's go back to good news. Good news out of Illinois. News so good we should probably play some name that strain before we get into it. You know, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Didn't say it would be an easy name that strain. <laughs> We're going to try to make this a little easier by uh, getting getting us out of the way. What if we get us out of the way? I do that? No, I guess, so I, guess I can't. And but so yeah, I'm not really showing anything. I'm just showing an overlay. If we remove us, then it might be easier. But this is uh, um, a trace job gone terrible. It was a, It is a sun-grown, and so it's still in the middle of its flowering stages. Uh, and fortunately, it's kind of a nice like little spacer between Miggy and I. It's not really blocking either one of our faces. Uh, but you know, that's gonna be a pretty cola, though, man. Just the way that flowering. Yeah. And then there we go. We can we we kind of have it on a white overlay now, and so it works a little bit better. But good news: HB forty seven ninety nine has been introduced into the General Assembly in the state of Illinois. So what do you guys? It's going to amend the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act, which is our legalization bill in the state of Illinois and allow for it to have not just qualifying medical patients under the, uh, the our medical cannabis act but any adult uh, 
with a limit of five plants per household. Uh, and they can now, perhaps, if they if this passes, cultivate. So it's a homegrown bill for five plants for adults over 21. Oh, wow. So you guys are going to increase. Yes. Outstanding. Just well, like, like right now, it's kind of like uh, Illinois' home grow is similar to Washington State's in the sense that don't you guys allow for medical patients to cultivate, but just not general people? Correct. See? And that's how it is in Illinois. But then HB... Four zero no four seven ninety nine would allow for home grow in the state of Illinois for regular adults. It doesn't change anything else really. The only thing is, it used to say qualifying patients. Now it says qualifying patients or adults, Illinois residents, twenty one years of age or older. Right. Nice. So is that real? Is this, what's a, what's it look like? How's it going to go through? Is it getting support? Oh, I don't know. It was just introduced. Uh, this it was introduced. When was it introduced? I can click on that. Uh, it must have been introduced like, you know, just it was it was today. I got an email from the Bar Association today with it. So uh, I'm assuming that it's it's brand new. Nice. I mean, it, it, that's the thing about this conversation. It's constantly going on, even in a, um, there, uh, there. There it is officially introduced on the January 25th. So yesterday it was filed with a clerk's office. But I support nice. that bill. We should have home grow. Everybody in Illinois needs to know how to grow so that we can hire better cultivators. That's home grow is a, fun, a fundamental yeah. part of legalization, though, right? Like you would think like this was going to be a no-brainer, but here we are. <laughs> but yet, it's been three years, and it's still not all that legal. I mean, it's, uh, it's getting legaler, but it's still not all that legal. It's been 10 and, years uh, in Washington. <clears throat> no home grow. 10 years. No home grow. Ten years in Washington, still mostly legal. Actually, it's in committee though. It's, so I got an email from the uh, Cannabis uh, Association, and they're asking for people to hit up uh, legislatures because it's still in committee. And again, it's goddamn parliamentary process. Like folks who bitch about like because we talk about Republicans, but like mm -hmm. it's ridiculous because they're trying to hack the system recently. Like like all this proof of like how bad. Again, you don't get mad at fire for being fire. So these guys are not in my best interest. Like if you're making under six figures, they're not in your best interest. But uh, this is just sad. <laughs> it is. It is just sad. And one of the things I'm going to do, I think, is upload the original picture that I did before the overlay. And I think that's going to give us uh, an easier time of doing name that strain. But it will ruin the name that strain. That's all right, because who the heck would be able to guess that? I mean, that's gobbledygook. There it is. It was uh, blue. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some Blue City Diesel growing in uh, the sun. And that came from Lee Spivey. Uh, he's going to be on the program a couple Sundays from now on February 5th. And then we're going to talk all about cultivating a cannabis 101. And we're going to go through with him. And we're going to start at the seed. And we're going to end at the cure. His show on uh, YouTube somehow is uh, mixed in with Kevin Smith. That's pretty neat. Really? Yeah, he has, Kevin Smith does an intro for his show. Uh, was it We Are Grow or... Watch I have no idea. I'm really looking forward to meeting the person. I have no idea who he is. Uh, yeah. I should probably Google that guy. Well, no, in that email that we had together, uh, hmm. there's a link to his YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yeah, and then when I clicked on it, it was Kevin Smith uh, doing an intro. I've seen those Kevin Smith intros. We'll ask him about that. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Vermont, they're doing a right today. Uh, they're reviewing uh, all drug legalization or decriminalization, FYI. 
Uh, if you want to follow uh, Dan Silverman, uh, he's following the live tweeting, and also it's right there on YouTube. You can just click and go there. But uh, decriminalizing all things, that's um, a new step. Well, again, you know, you've made, you've made substances illegal. Uh, you know, these are adults. And it, well, and these places are ones that suffer greatly with the opioid epidemic, right? Like, again, prohibition not only hurt Americans by just giving us, like, lack of wellness options, but also the ignorance of drugs. So, hey, here's this pill that your doctor subscribed to you. Hey, don't worry. It's not going to – there wasn't no big family working hard to push this as a non-addictive, and then it turns out to be – it's crazy, man. Yeah. Drug ignorance. Right. That is true. That is true. We do have some international news. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, international news. This this city, uh, not this city, this country has been really just blowing stuff up in the international market. So Washington doesn't have home grow, but... What? You got Do you have it? Oh, Washington doesn't have home grow, but I hear you now. <laughs> I didn't hear what you had said the first time. Uh, there it is. And so it is Thailand gives green light to growing cannabis at home. So Thailand had already started to legalize it earlier this year. And now, according to Reuters, that, uh, that fly-by-night journalistic rag, Thailand's narcotic board on Tuesday said it would remove cannabis from its drugs list, paving the way for households to grow the plant. Thailand became the first southeastern country in Asia to uh, legalize marijuana in 2018 for medical use and research. They were ahead of the curve when they started ser serving edibles in the hospital. <laughs> Period, man. As a country the size of what? Connecticut? I mean, it's not very big. No, I'm thinking Thailand's fairly large. Is it? Well, what's the, I don't know, mostly jungle area, right? But like. Well, yeah, it's, it's coast. But uh, I also don't know what the square footage or like what the state equivalent in land area is to Thailand. Uh, that one's, I am not um, a cartographer or I, uh, what's the other one? The people that do the, 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 the meets and bounds. Right. You're right. Cartographer is like the, the map, right? Yeah, that's the map. But then there's also the, the land surveyor. I'm not a surveyor. I, I just can't look at a piece of land so, and be like, oh yeah, that's this many hectares. Okay. So it's about the size of like the Northwest, but still. I mean, it's not it, it, the fact that you have this unified country saying, OK, we do home grow. It's, it's way more. Come on, America. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come on, America. Not only does Thailand have legalized weed and universal health care, but it has uh, home grow for its citizens. And so under the new rule, people can grow cannabis plants at home after notifying their local government. But the cannabis cannot be used com for commercial purposes unless you get additional licenses. Thank you, Thailand, for allowing your people a safer substance. Uh, the rule must be published in the official Royal Gazette, and 120 days must pass before home cannabis plants will become legal. And there's a separate bill regarding commercial usage that shall be forthcoming. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's excellent. It's a beautiful country. Imagine they're going to have revenue from tourism now, from legit people. like. And if you don't, if you don't tell the local government that you're doing it, you could be fined 605 bucks or three years in jail or both. Uh, uh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's if you don't tell them and you also try to commercially do it for selling it without a license. They could still punish you in jail for three years or fine you 605 dollars. 
Yeah, I don't like the jail time, but I support the fines for. I mean, that's what regulation is going to be like in the United States, right? I, like, I would imagine so, but like, I don't think that when we legalize it federally here, I don't think we're laissez faire enough to be like everybody gets home grow. Just tell your local authorities. Yeah. Well, I mean, like federally speaking, right? How, how's homebrew look? Right? They don't address it. It's not a thing. It, the, the markets. It's what right. It's they, they address it in and alcohol addresses it in like the tax regarding the amount of volume of alcohol that you've moved. And so they do regulate it at its production levels. And then it is taxed as it's moved into the stream of commerce. And then they have those uh, three tier systems. So they have the producers, the distillers or the brewers, and then they have the, the wholesalers, uh, the, the trucking companies, the transportation, the distributors distros in Cali, and then they have the retail outlets, uh, bars or liquor stores. But we don't really have that distinction yet in the retail licenses and cannabis. There's usually just the dispensary retail, you know? And a prime example of that is to go to Oklahoma, man. They're still, they got lounges going on. They're doing parties. They're doing all the things that happened in Washington 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They're having a good time. It's a beautiful thing. But, you know, and along those lines, dude, you know, uh, I showed you the, art- the article with Oregon. You mm-hmm. know, uh, this year coming up, a lot of changes coming up to the uh, Oregon's laws. And most of them are good for the consumer and, and, and the growers. Like, this is what regulation happens, right? It keeps shaping. It keeps redoing things, right? So now flyer, flower buying limits have doubled nice. by two ounces of weed at a time. Yeah, they did that recently in Colorado, too. They just upped the amount of um, that you can purchase. Good for sales. Edible limits are up. THC limits from 50 to 100 per package. Giving a fucks are way down. Seriously, that's stress. Uh, and new schools are getting built. New oh, God, uh, community yes. centers are getting funded. Roads, bridges, the whole Megillah. And they're even recognizing cannabinoids, like that the plant has amazing cannabinoids. They're saying, look, you, they need to be meeting FDA regulation if you're going to be infusing your food. Uh, specifically for CBG, CBN, all that stuff, right? Which is not that hard. Uh, via uh, cross-county delivery. They're allowed to deliver via cross-counties now. Cool. Um, now for the uh, people in the industry, they have easier grower reporting and an end to initiative child-proofing and exit bags. Thank God. Just get rid of the child-proof bags. Because you know what? Your kids, you should... <laughs> Do they have child-proof beer bottles you know yeah have you can you have you ever seen a childproof budweiser bottle you know or actually bottles that cap might be childproof can you imagine if that was why you couldn't buy a can of beer is because it's not childproof because that can of beers you know opening is exactly like a can of coke exactly how are we going to trust the children with these and let's not forget the cotton candy vodka and all the other delicious flavors that are top just a screw top and then does it have like if you've seen like in other and I haven't seen this since I've been abroad, but in other uh, jurisdictions aside from the United States, there are regulations regarding the opening top of liquor. So like spirits. So uh, spirits will pour slower out mm. of a uh, bottle of uh, whiskey, let's say, or, or, or uh, scotch that you buy in Spain or in Finland than if you bought it in Florida. In Florida, you open it up, it's the whole, you, know, you just pop it right in. But then over there, they might, have, or in Asia, they might have like a little limiter on it so that wow. it pours at a, at a slower, more consistent rate. 
I've seen those in bars, whereas them trying to limit the like mixes, you know, like for mixologists and whatnot. Well, so. I mean, it, it also makes sense in bars because it's not necessarily limiting the mixologist. Uh, uh, it's the money, and so yes. it's like that will slow down its pour. Not only will that you know impact how much you put in your cup at home, but also if you were selling it, you'd make sure that you wouldn't give a country club pour too quickly, and then not be as profitable as you otherwise would have. Yeah. No. Correct. Um, and again, the state saw like the apocalypse hasn't happened, right? Like there hasn't been a mass exodus of bad shit or whatever, but yet they're flourishing, you know, and, and people want to be like, oh, well, it's the, the liberal hippie area, but people have a stupid interpretation of what the Northwest is about. I mean, this is a very endemic with like the KKK kind of area. Portland was a KKK town back in the like. You know, everybody gets all butthurt when we talk about racism, but like that's how prohibition got here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of the main driving reasons was that. But again, we were fucking dumb in 1938 as a species. Like we are just so much smarter now, at least are in we... our terms to our well, in our in terms to our access to intelligence. Okay. In terms of our access to intelligence, we've never been smarter. But that doesn't mean that some people just aren't curious. It, it, it's it's um yeah it's, it's a it's a nutty nutty world that we live in but that's the thing we have to recognize our past to go on to the future we have to recognize and identify the things that we were and say we're not that no more right like i thought it was weird dude like and again talking more political stuff like the r thing uh you know i don't want to be like you know they are the like this gaslighting racism type bs that comes out of that side dude like the the head orange guy just the other day was talking about white people not getting vaccines like what kind of bullshit like arguments can you stir up your your base like crazy I, I, shit. I want, i'm not kidding i, I bet if i uh, bet you like a, a buffalo nickel that uh if we stop talking about those particular words on the channel our, we'd start growing again. Like we've oh, yeah. been smashed down into our ability to actually get new subscribers. And I just don't, I just think that it that might be those types of, uh, Oh, it words. is. It is so that like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say them. We should say like, we're inspiring you to change your lives. And this is like, when we, when we come together through in, you know, community, <laughs> we can, I'm not kidding. Like there are approved lists of words that if we said, we'd probably get more subscribers. No, I get it, but my, yeah. my unfortunate thing, I see a real-world scenario where these group of people have, like, BS, like, fake electors, was ready to hack a system. Just just, yeah. just just tear it all apart. And, you know, that's the whole thing about fundamentally America and democracy and the parliamentary procedure. Like, there is a procedure. There is a process, right? It's all by this little book. That's you know, it. the Constitution has it all right there. But yet, when you have, like, like look at our tax code. You know, our tax like, code's insane. With tax season's coming up. People are like all the news bitching about like or not bitching, but they're like, you know, we're understaffed. We still have the same staff from 1970, same technology, but the code's this thick. So they keep updating the code, but not the actual infrastructure of the uh, the, the thing, you know, and they keep the, making rules. They keep screwing yeah. things up, but they're they're changing it and it is getting better or at least the resolution's getting clearer. So um, <clears throat> we have more interconnectivity and ability to actually uh, solve problems at a better level now than at any place in, in, the, in, the, in uh, the times before. And so why we can't just like sit there and go, oh, we were wrong. Let's change. Guys, we should stop this. Let's just change because that's the right thing to do. Well, which way should we go instead? 
well, it I doesn't really matter which way we go instead. I think we should both agree that like stop arresting people. Right. You know, and then let's figure out these regulations and collect those taxes to get nice shit because some of our shit's falling apart. You know, exactly. It, w- it would go to infrastructure and then like give every common citizen a chance to like with the seed. If you wanted to like if I if I made phenomenal broccoli and wanted to be in the broccoli industry, I could do that right now. You can, but I just don't necessarily know what type of uh, scratch you're going to be able to make on your broccoli. We'd have to look at those broccoli, uh, like you know, business models way more strict, stringently than we're going to be looking at cannabis business models. It's like, and what do you do, sir? I sell wheat. I think that'll work. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. These, you know, everything evolves to a certain right. Like, like the, there is really big broccoli probably out there, right? There's probably some big company it's that started out small. It's agriculture. There's big ag. Yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all this stuff is. It, once a business becomes regulated, just to a part of like the taxes, lab testing, you know, people see regulation as like over, like watching all the time, and it's not. You know, there's a reason why I like running water, clean, clean water, <laughs> and clean air, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I'm gonna get back to work. And then uh, if anybody needs anything, again, it's uh, back to works where I usually say after I get off one of these things, uh, head on over to CannabisIndustryLaw.com because that's where you can catch up with us if you have questions about your cannabis business. I also think that's one of the reasons why uh, YouTube is kind of like, because we were just growing really fast last year. And then this year, they really shut it down the past quarter. And I think most of it is because maybe we're saying the wrong words and we're not saying like we're changing the world by connecting everybody and educating them so their lives can be 100% better. But then also uh, because the contents is literally trying to violate federal law and they're like, uh-oh, uh, uh-oh, you know? I, I thought about trying to be fluffier, dude. Like I really wanted to be like, hey, let me take a vote. Like, should I shave my beard or not? But like in the end, dude, I don't give it. If no one pays my bills. I'm just trying to get this message out and get it done. But I do have something. If uh, uh, I want to like highlight bud tenders and, and like their side gig, right? Like um, I put it on our Facebook. I, I put it on my socials. But like if you're a bud tender, right? Bud tending is kind of like stripping, right? This is not going to be your beginning and old goal. You're not going to be doing this forever. You could probably be a musician, writer, something. You know, what do you want to do? What are you doing? Hit me up so we can talk about it and maybe we can highlight you. Um, yeah. And then also throw him some nuggets because then we can uh, butcher them when we try to like uh, if, when you're going to show us some nuggets for name that strain. Let us know the strain. And then also, if you could um, remove the overline, the outline around the nugget, that would be awesome because I don't know how to do that very well. Cool. Yeah, yeah we suck. All right. Uh, you know, we, we totally ended this show like wonderfully. So hopefully everybody has a great week. And then we talk to you about more cannabis news in a matter of days. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Peace out, everybody. Got to get you a product to sell. It'll be fun. We can do it. We're all together. Join well, together. One love. Yeah, but then like, you know, the there has to, and I just haven't seen the product yet. You know, when I find it, I'll see it. It'll be like, okay, Maggie, here, we're selling this for you. And then you'll be like, wait, if I say these, uh, but then again, like, I think it's this catch 22. Oh, we're still in the air.